Are you ready to dive into the powerful truth the Kingdom of Heaven has for us? Let's join our host, Ruth Hendrickson, for Real Truth with Ruth as we dive into the Word of God. Hey everyone, do you ever find yourself in the middle of a storm that's actually the result of somebody else's choices, somebody else's doing? As I think about this, I think it's true for everyone right now. There's a lot of decisions being made for us and we find ourselves in the middle of a storm that we feel like we don't have much control over and we definitely didn't ask for it. We didn't necessarily do anything to bring it on and yet here we are. That's going to be our topic of conversation today. So hang in there with me just for a moment. Let me welcome everyone. I My name is Ruth Hendrickson. I especially want to welcome those of you who are joining us for the very first time. So glad you're with us. I run a ministry called RHM International. You can find out all about it by going to the website, which is ruthhendrickson.org. All right. So when these storms come, you didn't ask for it. It's the result of uh, you, what your those in authority, like your national leaders are deciding, your world leaders are deciding. It could be at that level. We can pull it down. It can be something that's happening more locally. Okay, again, people making decisions. Um, it could be the result of some fo uh, form of a disaster that has come upon and you're trying to figure out how to navigate it. It can also be the result of decisions that a family member made, you know, a spouse or a child or, you know, and, and you're, you're caught in the swirl of this storm trying to figure out how do I navigate through this? How do I get out of it? This isn't fair. Why am I even here? Or you've even tried to have a voice into that storm and that voice has been rejected. So today we're going to talk about Paul. We're going to dive into Acts 27. And so Paul's going to really give us some keys as to what to do when we are caught in the swirl of somebody else's storm. I think it's a word for today. Amen. So, all right, let's start. Acts 27, verse 9 is where we're going to start, and then we're going to work our way through it bit by bit. Much time had been lost, and sailing had already become dangerous, because by now it was after the fast or the Day of Atonement. So Paul warned them, men. I could see that our voyage is going to be disastrous and bring great loss to ship and cargo and to our own lives also. Let me just interject for a moment here. Notice that Paul spoke up. Notice that the Lord had shown him what was going to happen, or maybe even in the natural, he knew they were in trouble. You know, Paul had shipwreck experience. This was actually going to be his fourth shipwreck. So he had three under his belt already. I'm sure there was, he looked around and he's like, oh, not again, not again. I don't want to repeat this. How many of you are caught in storms where you're going, not again? I don't want to repeat this. All right, back to the word. But, just say but. Okay, but the centurion, instead of listening to what Paul said, followed the advice of the pilot and the owner of the ship. Since the harbor was unsuitable to winter in, the majority decided that we should sail on, hoping to reach Phoenix and winter there. This was a harbor in Crete facing both southwest and northwest. When a gentle south wind began to blow, they thought they had obtained what they wanted. So they weighed anchor and sailed along the shore of Crete. Now, 
Another thing that I want to point out before we move on is the majority is not always right. All right, just say amen to that. It's so often we get swayed by peer pressure. That's what everyone else is doing. So that must be the right choice. Quite often, the majority is actually wrong. Okay, and you'll notice that it starts with Paul has a conversation with the centurion, with his the one guarding him, the one in charge of his prison detail, basically. And instead, he listens to the pilot and the owner of the ship. I'm sure this guy's thinking, well, they're the seasoned, you know, they're seasoned on the seas. So let's listen to them. Somewhere in here, there's a majority rule that happens. And again, the majority wins the day. Okay, so venture, can I, can I even dare say that sometimes those in authority don't have the best um, wisdom and the majority seldom carries the best wisdom. Very important to keep in mind because we can get blown so easily by both of those. All right, so here we go. We're gonna actually have seven keys to navigating the storm. So let's start to work through them. We read again what I just read from Psalm 27 or from Acts 27. When a gentle south wind began to blow, they thought they had attained what they wanted. So they weighed anchor. Okay, key number one, don't pull up your anchor. Do not pull up the anchor. Jesus Christ is our anchor. That's why we can't afford to pull up the anchor. You know, in, in Hebrews 6, 19, it says we have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. It enters the inner sanctuary behind the curtain where Jesus, who went before us, has entered on our behalf. He has become a high priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. We have this hope as an anchor. In the midst of the storm, when we, when we pull up the anchor, when we veer, when we move away, when we drift, when we allow the storm to push us, we lose that attachment, that firm foundation, that being anchored to Jesus Christ. So number one, do not pull up anchor. No matter how severe that storm is, do not pull up anchor. Okay, let's go back to Acts 27, verse 14. Before very long, a wind of hurricane force called a nor'easterner swept down from the island. The ship was caught by the storm and could not head into the wind. So we gave way to it and were driven along. Okay, so we've already said, don't pull up your anchor. All right, here, what we're going to say, key number two, is do not give way to the storm. In other words, being at the mercy of the storm actually leads to or feeds a sense of helplessness. So if you think about the story of the disciples, Jesus and the disciples in the boat, you know, he's down there sleeping and the storm's raging. And, you know, these are seasoned fishermen. So it wasn't just any storm and they begin to panic. And, um, and they wake Jesus up and he comes out and he speaks to that storm and he calms it. And that actually brings terror into them because then they're looking at him going, who is this? That even the wind and the waves obey him. Okay. But the, what had happened is they were giving in, in essence, they were giving mind space to the storm, forgetting who was in the boat with them. So when we give way to the storm, then we cease to give way to the master of the seas. So key number one, don't pull up the anchor. Key number two, do not give way to the storm. Stay anchored, stay secure. Remember who is in that storm with you, okay? Um, 
so that's that's really key. Let's move on, of course, to the next the next section, which is Acts 27, verse 18. We took such a violent battering from the storm that the next day they began to throw the cargo overboard. All right. One of the things that happens when we're in a storm, whether it's one of our own making or <laughs> when it's one somebody else has created and we find ourselves in it, um, what happens is the way that the Lord works is things will rise to the surface or be shaken out of us that uh, that need to be revealed. Okay, so when it says here that they threw the cargo overboard, the next key, key number three is throw your cargo overboard. In other words, these are the things that we hang on to instead of the Lord. These are the things that that, um, you know, keep our anchor from holding fast. These are the things that complicate life. And sometimes we need to clarify things. So one of the things I would say with this, when we when we talk about throwing the cargo overboard, is that something we would do with the Holy Spirit? We have to make sure that we're not doing it out of fear. This is why even in the midst of the storm, you have to make sure that you find time to be with the Lord. You're like, Ruth, sometimes in those storms, I don't have time. You can find moments, even if they're moments, you grab onto them and you guard them. And just say, Lord, expose whatever's weighing me down, whatever's coming into play that isn't of you. And you know what? He shows us, we repent, we ask for his forgiveness, we turn a different direction, and we keep moving, okay? And so whenever we throw cargo overboard with him, he's going to make sure that we keep what we need, but the excess goes over. The stuff that we don't need that is actually a weight holding us down or keeping us in the storm or keeping us from hearing him or receiving his wisdom that goes okay so key number one don't pull up the anger key number two don't give way to the storm key number three do throw that cargo overboard we go back to acts 27 we're going to pick up at verse 19 on the third day they threw the ship's tackle overboard with their own hands okay key number four throw that darn tackle overboard. What does the tackle represent as I'm talking about it here? It actually represents the man-made provisions that are meant to help master the storm. Okay. So what happens between the cargo and the tackle when we get rid of the weights that's holding us down, the things that are bogging us down, that's the cargo. When we get rid of rid of man-made things that we're trying to hang on to, you know, this could be something, um, you know, like a paycheck. We have people taking a stand and walking away from jobs and, you know, the security of a paycheck right now, they're in the middle of a storm. And right now, one of the things they're doing is they, they are throwing their tackle overboard. Okay, they're making a decision. They believe in in their stance so much that they're throwing their tackle overboard. So again, it's like the pulleys and the masks, the things that that we have made, we have put into place ourselves to try to save ourselves or to try to get us through the storm. Now, let me say that, you know, there are things, should we have an emergency savings fund? Yes, we should. Should we have some additional food on hand? Yes, we should. Those are things, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about things that, well, maybe it is what I'm talking about. If they take a higher place in our lives than God, then yeah, it's a problem. But we have to be careful not to, let me put it this way. Human wisdom can be folly in God's equation. Human wisdom comes to nothing in God's equation. So we take everything that we have 
And again, we put it before the Lord. And if he says, let it go, we let it go. Even if it feels like the very thing that's holding us together. Okay. Um, so again, do throw the tackle overboard. Hopefully that makes sense. So this is a little hard because I don't want you to hear that you shouldn't have an emergency savings account or you shouldn't have, you know, some of, some of these other things. Yes, that's, that's wisdom. You know, the Lord tells us to be prepared, but he doesn't tell us to rely on the man-made things. Okay. So again, key number one, don't pull up the anchor. I'm sorry. Key number one. Yeah. Do not pull up the anchor. Key number two, do not give way to the storm. Key number three, do throw cargo overboard. Key number four, do throw tackle overboard. When you're looking at the cargo and the tackle, you do it in conjunction with the Holy Spirit. Okay. If we go back to Acts 27, verse 20, it says, when neither the sun nor the stars appeared for many days and the storm continued raging, we finally gave up all hope of being saved. I imagine you could figure out what step number five is. Never, ever, ever, no matter how dark it is, no matter how much the rain is raging, you know, the floodwaters are coming up, the wind is blowing, you know, even if your house feels like it's falling around you, you never, ever give up hope. You know, Psalm 62, five to eight says, find rest, O my soul and God alone. My hope comes from him. He alone is my rock and my refuge. Trust in him at all times. Oh, people, pour out your hearts to him for God is our refuge. Okay, in the middle of a storm, where do we find rest? Only in God, our firm foundation. The anchor never pull up your anchor. We have to stay grounded because it's only in him that we find rest. That's why Jesus could sleep through the storm. Because he knew his identity, he knew who was in charge, he knew that that he was, you know, he was in the father's hands, he knew he had an assignment. So as a storm raged and the disciples walked in fear, he was in peace. I want to suggest it's also part of what allowed Paul to look ahead and go, uh, hey guys, listen up, we have a problem here. And they decided not to, but I Paul in this moment, we know leaned into God even more. So um, we can't give way to the storm. We do throw the cargo overboard in conjunction. We talk to the Holy Spirit. We listen to the Holy Spirit with what goes over. We throw the tackle overboard. We listen to the Holy Spirit with what tackle to get rid of. We never, ever give up hope. Never, never, ever. Um, we have to trust in him at all times, even in the bleakest of moments. And there are many people around the world right now who are facing the bleakest of moments. Believers in Afghanistan are facing the bleakest of moments. Believers in other nations, which I'm not going to go through and name, but they're facing the bleakest of moments. You all know some of those nations. Right now, take a moment and pray. In fact, let's do that. Heavenly Father, we pray for the believers around the world who right now are in danger who are in the midst of a storm, even more severe than what we know, where their very lives are in danger. Father, we pray that you would come to them right now, Lord, that you would give them rest in their souls, that they would they would have an encounter with you, that they would know that they're not alone. Father, that you would um, help them to stay anchored to you, that they would not give way to the storm, that you would give them a courage and a goal, boldness. 
that any cargo or tackle that needs to go, Father, that you would sift through and show them what that is. And Lord, that they would just stand firm in their hope of who you are because it comes from you. Okay, back to what we're talking about today. Acts 27. Let's keep going. After the men had gone a long time without food, Paul stood up before them and said, men, you should have given my, you should have taken my advice, not the sale from crate. Nothing like saying I told you so, huh? Then you would have spared yourselves this damage and loss. But, but now I urge you to keep up your courage. You see, there was somebody on the ship who had not given up their anchor, even though the captain of the ship had pulled the physical anchor. Paul was still anchored. So from that space, he could say, even now, even in the midst of this, even in the midst of loss, even in the midst of destruction, even in the midst of the consequences of the decisions that you made, I urge you to keep up your courage because not one of you will be lost. Only the ship will be destroyed. Last night, an angel of the Lord, whose I am and whom I serve, stood beside me and said, don't be afraid, Paul. You must stand trial before Caesar, and God has graciously given you the lives of all who sail with you. So keep up your courage, men, for I have faith in God that it will happen, just as he told me. Key number six, listen for God to speak. You see, the howl of the storm can be loud. But even the volume of the storm does not keep God or does not make God unable to break through that. We turn a listening ear to him. We'll see, We'll hear his voice. You'll hear his voice. Some of you need to hear his voice right now. And the Lord's just saying, take time, stop, stop focusing on the storm and take time to focus on me. Listen, take time to listen. If we jump to verse 33, it says just before dawn, Paul urged them all to eat. For the last 14 days, he said, you have been in constant suspense and have gone without food. You haven't eaten anything. Now I urge you to take some food. You need to survive. You need to survive. Key number seven, be an encouragement, a light, a witness to those around you who are scared. And that's what Paul did in this moment. He had stepped back into the heartbeat of God. And from that, he had the courage. From that, he could speak truth. From that, he knew what God was going to do. And he was able to encourage them and say, you're going to survive this. You're going to make it through. Yeah, the ship's gone. The cargo's gone. The tackle's gone. You know, everything of worldly value was destroyed in that storm. But their lives, each one of them was saved. And Paul was able to speak into that moment. So let's go through these again, okay? Hopefully by now you have a pen and some paper. Key number one, don't pull up the anchor. Key number two, don't give way to the storm. Key number three, throw that cargo overboard. Process that with the Holy Spirit and throw over what needs to go over. Key number four, throw that tackle overboard. Anything that needs to go over that you're trying to hang on to, um, you know, immediately I think of some of the movies I've seen with, you know, the storm being tossed and, or the ship being tossed here and there. And people are trying to bind themselves to the side of the ship or to the poles, you know, to the masts. And, and if that's what you're trying to bind yourself to, it has to go. Cause you can only be bound to the Lord. Okay. You can only be bound to the Lord. Uh, key number five, never give up hope. Hang on to that hope. Number six, take time to listen to God to speak. Remember, he can speak through the howling storm. And number seven, be an encouragement, be a light, be a witness to those around you. 
people are scared around us right now. They're looking for peace. They're looking for answers. They're looking for, for somebody who's not walking in fear. Let that somebody be you. You can impact life after life after life. You might have not have a big platform, but you know what? That platform right around you is absolutely vital. You know, Paul was going to go stand trial before Caesar, you know, quite an influential place. But right here, the ones he spoke to were the very ones around him, the very ones in the storm with him, the very ones he'd been eating with, the, the ones on that ship. And because of who he represented and what he brought, he brought life into the midst of the storm. So Heavenly Father, we just come before you and Lord, you know, each and every storm or multiple storms that people are caught in um, because of decisions others have made. And so right now to each, each person, I just say peace in the name of Jesus. Step back into the peace. Make sure your anchor is secure. In fact, some of you need to do a prophetic act right now and throw that anchor out and say, Lord, you're my firm foundation. Jesus, you are my anchor. So right now I connect, I connect to you. Throw that anchor, throw it over. Just take it and throw it over and say, I will not pull up that anchor again. And I will not allow this storm to overwhelm me. I won't allow it to control me. I will not allow it to consume me. But Lord, I will look to you because you are the master of the sea and there's nothing out of your control. So Lord, I give you permission to sift through my life and any belief system, any material thing that I'm trying to hang on to, the cargo and the tackle, sift through it, Lord, and, and help me to just throw it overboard because I don't need it. I want to ride this out to your glory. And Lord, I ask for a restoration of hope that you would just nurture it and that it would rise up and that it would take root and take hold. And I would stand in that. And Father, as I stand in that, I sit back. And Lord, I say, speak. Speak, Lord. Break through. Speak through the storm. And Lord, I pray for the courage the strength, the boldness, and the hope that each one of us would bring encouragement, that we'd be a light, that we'd be a witness, that we would walk in peace through the storm because of who you are, whom we belong to, who we are in you. So Father, just um, thank you for forgiving us for when we've gotten caught up by that storm. Lord, let us be caught up by you. Let us be caught up by the master of the seas the very one who speaks to the storm and calms it. So Lord, we just worship you. We worship you even in the midst of the storm, we will worship you. In fact, in the midst of the storm, we will worship you louder and louder and louder because you are worthy of all praise. And we're gonna fiercely take that stance right in the face of the storm. So Father, we look to you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you that you are the master of the seas. Thank you that there is no storm that's too big for you and that we are not alone because you know where each of your sons and daughters are at. You know, you know, we're not hidden from you. Even in the darkest of dark, we are not hidden from you and we're made to bring light. So we just thank you, Lord. Jesus name. Amen. So thank you again for joining me today. Um, 
as I mentioned earlier, feel free to visit the website, ruthhendrickson.org. We have a lot of resources on there. And I just want to say, because we're talking about storms, if you're really struggling right now and you need somebody to help you through a certain area, um, you know, or you're having trouble throwing that cargo and tackle overboard, I have an international Masha team. That's an emotional healing and deliverance team. They minister around the world. And they would love to help you get, you know, sort out that cargo and that tackle so that you can really hear the Lord. So your anchor solidified again. And, and so, um, or maybe you're just weary because the storm's gone on and on. So if you want to learn more about that ministry and what the application and the cost are like, again, just go to the website, ruthhendrickson.org. But there's also lots of other things on there for you. Lots of resources, blogs, podcasts, all that good stuff. So feel free to check that out. Um, and please share, uh, tell others why they should listen, why they should watch this, you know, subscribe, rate, review for the, for the podcast, Real Truth with Ruth. And again, um, man, be so blessed that in the middle of that storm, know who you are and who you are anchored to, and you're going to make it through. If you enjoyed this podcast, please be sure to comment, like, review, and share it with others to help us reach more people. We also invite you to like and follow Ruth Hendrickson Ministries on Facebook or subscribe to the YouTube channel. We welcome your prayers and financial partnership to make this podcast possible. If you would like to financially support this ministry, please visit our website, ruthhendrickson.org.